Here's a message from Ken Lavica. We have a new Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, and it's... What the hell? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blown and gone, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run-in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. I don't know about you, Stone, but this is an exciting time of year because this is the time of year that Sports Illustrated comes out with its vaunted Sports Person of the Year issue. Like, two years ago, how could I ever forget when Steph Curry... Steph Curry, a man, a family man, a role model, an NBA champion. He was sports person of the year. Four titles in eight years with the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, deserving of sports person of the year, right? How could you forget? Tom Brady in 2021, winning his seventh Super Bowl championship with a new team, taking a risk, heading to Tampa, and winning the Lombardi Trophy. Tom Brady. What about in 2020 when we broke barriers? It was Patrick Mahomes. It was Naomi Osaka. Her winning the U.S. Open in tennis and all of the work she did for social justice. Brianna Stewart speaking out against racism. WNBA Finals MVP. Sports People of the Year. Groundbreaking in 2020. All deserving. Well... The white smoke is rising, and that means, like at Vatican City when there's another pope, the white smoke means that we are about to meet the new pope. The papacy has been filled. Well, the white smoke is in the air from the Sports Illustrated headquarters in New York City. Look up. It's wafting because we have a new sports person of the year, Stone. Wish we had a drum roll. I mean, we probably could if we planned this at all. (laughs) The sports person of the year is a man who coaches football. A man who was a leader of men. And a man who led his team to new heights in the Pac-12. New heights as in, well, maybe an inch further than last year because they still went winless in the league And they only won four games on the season. Your sports person of the year is Colorado head football coach, Prime, Deion Sanders. Oh. What this suggests to me is that the uh, the deadline for sports person of the year at Sports Illustrated was uh, September 6th. And every week that went by, they're like, damn it. Oh, no. What do we do? Damn it. Oh, we already got the photo up and everything. Uh, okay, well, well, hold on, guys. He's up 28-0 at halftime. Guys, we're good. guys, he's we, got this. Don't worry. He's going to beat Stanford. Good. They're going to get back to winning. Oh, oh, Jesus, no. Oh, God, no. Deion Sanders, 4-8 and eight at Colorado. Winless in the Pac-12. By the way, in the last week, He's had two, cut him two, not one, but two quarterback recruits say, eh, I'm going to look elsewhere. As well as... Two commits, including a five-star running back, right? Yes. As well as two coaches. Oh, yeah. That he kicked to the curb. Yeah, see ya. You guys aren't that good. I don't need you. Including one coach that he demoted from his offensive coordinator position, who then three days ago took a head coaching job at Division One. That's where I Not was going. Not good enough to be his offensive coordinator for the rest of the year. This is Sean Lewis, correct? Yes. It was his offensive coordinator demoted four weeks ago. Uh, Dion, finger on the pulse of what works for his team. And by the way, in the next four weeks after demoting the offensive coordinator, how many games did they win? <laughs> Zero. And that man, demoted by Deion Sanders, is now the new head coach at San Diego State. Yeah, you can't call Sports my offense. Sports person of the year. You're not allowed to call my offense. Right. But you can go be the face of a different organization in an a entire successful, team. In an successful, a successful group of five college football program. Deion Sanders is your sports person of the year. Now, I know what you're saying to yourself. How does that happen? How does, how does Deion Sanders 
become sports person of the year. What I would tell you is that it is a great example of a man who knows how to get into the social media zeitgeist. A man who knows how to have people pay attention because he's audacious and bodacious and vociferous and he's got that swag to him. Deion Sanders, he's a great thought, right? I, I find myself rooting for the man because I kind of like the way he conducts himself. I enjoyed Colorado week zero going to TCU, picking up that win. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the comeback win over Colorado State. I like seeing Shador Sanders back there slinging it around. I like seeing Travis Hunter play both ways unconventional. No one in the sport likes uh, like him. But objectively, in 2023, in Colorado's football season, yes, you can say, oh, well, the Buffaloes, they won a, they, they won a single game a year ago. One single game a year ago. Four wins, that's more than one. Thank you. But did they really make any headway on the field? And now are there major questions about the sustainability of Deion Sanders? The answer to that is yes. Deion Sanders, a sports person of the year, comes off a little hollow here on November the 30th, 2023. Yeah, bit of a reach. And I think for some out there, we could be annoying them, right? Like, hey, take it easy. It's Deion Sanders. I think looking back for me, though, how annoying was it for guys like Dan Lanning? who had to show up to his press conference every Monday, who had to talk to the media at least once, twice, three times a week, and they're like, hey, D on this, Colorado that, D on this. And then Dan Lennon gets torched for, I don't remember the last time Colorado's done anything around here. Right. And he took some heat for that. And, and, and he called, he, he called, uh, basically called Colorado Hollywood. Yeah. And he got ripped for that. Like, what are you saying? What are you saying? Why are you calling these young, personality-driven black men, why are you calling them Hollywood? No, relax. Everybody Relax. He's just saying they're all over social. It's by design. It's good. It's a good marketing strategy. But you got to understand when things don't go well, you're opening yourself up to criticisms like that of Dan Lanning. And then Dan Lanning went, and what did he do? He whipped that ass. Yeah, whipped that ass. And then everybody else whipped that ass. (laughs) I mean, literally everybody else. I I think another thing to take into account, you hinted at it, for whoever's job it is to pay attention to social media, track some of those numbers, right, the impressions, the clicks, the drives, all of the stuff, the followers gained. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Colorado and Deion Sanders by a mile. Yeah, if 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 Sports Illustrated was giving out um, the social media impact award, that would make sense for Deion to win it. It's not a bad award, sounding no, award, but but don't make it Sports Person correct of the year, okay? Because there are plenty of dopes on social media who have a big following, and all they do, Cavender Twins, is dance for 12 seconds at a time. Just a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, let's not give out the Social Media Impact Award. Yeah, never mind. it's going to end up going to a TikToker who, Mm -hmm. you know, a certain demographic doesn't even know. gorging themselves on Happy Meals uh, and then chewing loudly because for some people they have a weird turn on. What is that called? ASMR. ASMR, yeah. Uh, there should be no such thing as social media awards because the vast majority of people on social media who make the impact, well, they're straight trash. Correct. There's no talent there, okay? Uh, Deion Sanders, your social media impact, what stars you're putting on the sideline, that should have no bearing on who the sports person of the year is. Now, what Sports Illustrated is saying, and Pat Forty in his piece uh, on Sports Illustrated explaining why Deion Sanders is the sports person of the year. Let me give you the opening paragraph. This is from Sports Illustrated. There are numbers that define the prime effect upon the University of Colorado in Boulder, a place that hasn't always had a chummy relationship with football. First, your applications are up 26.4% year over year. Black or African-American applications are up 80.6%. Non-resident applications are up 29.8%. And international applications are up 38.4% from 97 countries, including 16 that didn't have any applications last year. While those numbers cannot be definitively linked to Sanders, others can be. September sales at the school's online team store were up 2,544% over the same month in 2022. Every home game in 50,183-seat Folsom Field was sold out for the first time in school history. There is certainly a Deion Sanders impact on the University of Colorado. And I would say it is important 
that black or African-American applications are up 80.6% in Colorado. Undeniably. He has represented a social seismic shift at Colorado. Here's my problem with that. You can go many places in sports in the United States and around the world, and if you just want to focus specifically on the black population where there is an individual in the sports realm who is doing something so profoundly important for the black community, for black youngsters, for those who are attempting recidivism, for those who come from a poverty background, um, for those who are giving opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have had otherwise. There are countless sports people professional ranks, college ranks, amateur ranks, local ranks that are doing just as important work than Deion Sanders raising the application rate to 80.6% amongst black and African-American applicants at Colorado. Colorado is not the center of the sports universe. Like we're looking at one institution and Deion's impact. That shouldn't make when you're 4-8 and eight on the field and winless in the Pac-12 that right there should not make you sports person of the year i think what sports illustrated did is hey man a lot of people pay attention to Deion sanders he moves the needle there's our sports person of the year i'm not trying to completely thrash the man because i think the man means good i think the man is good i'm rooting for colorado but to be sports person of the year according to sports illustrated i think you needed to have achieved something Deion sanders didn't Actively go start campaigning for Colorado saying, come to this institution. Come study here, young black people. He didn't do that. Him merely being there created a circus that had that happen. It was it was by happenstance as opposed to it being purposeful. This is truly Sports Illustrated, in my mind, getting a little bit lazy. I'm trying to decide whether or not we're being cheap in putting his football team's record into the criteria. It's sports. At its basis, it's sports. Sports person. It means you should have had to accomplish something in addition to some of the effect you have on the outside. But for the argument that says, hey, this is way bigger than sports, okay. what he was able to but do. But let me give you, let me, so, so Brianna Stewart, in 2020, Naomi Osaka, 2020, part of the triumvirate of uh, Sports People of the Year, according to Sports Illustrated, they, in what was a very, very, very divisive time in this country, in the summer of 2020, Black Lives Matter, unarmed black men being killed by law enforcement, they were speaking out. They were trying to make a difference. They were putting together foundations. They were putting themselves out there for that also, Naomi Osaka happened to win the U.S. Open. Also, Brandon Stewart happened to be the WNBA Finals MVP. Deion Sanders showed up on campus, uh, and then black people wanted to go to Colorado, and then he won four games. See the difference? Like, look at the sports people of the year. Steph Curry last year. Tom Brady, year before that. Mahomes, Osaka, Stewart, before that. Uh, LeBron James and Megan Rapino. The Golden State Warriors as a team, J.J. Watt, Jose Altuve, all of them won, 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 winners, winning, continuing to win, victorious on the field. The only person on this list now what over is the last JJ, decade. What has J.J. Watt ever won besides uh, the DPOY? Raised more than $37 million in relief and aid for the city of Houston less than a month after the impact of Hurricane Harvey. Also, 2017 Houston Texans, playoffs. So, okay, that's, I didn't want to hear the first part. I wanted to hear the playoffs. So, okay. playoffs. Okay, so get into the playoffs. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that Dion, and I'm looking at this list, Dion is 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 quite literally the only person since 2007 that I'd have a little bit of a eh, about because he didn't win anything. 2007, your sports person of the year was Brett Favre. That didn't age. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> because 2007, remember, he brought the Packers to the NFC title game unexpectedly in his final year in Green Bay. Then went to the Jets the very next year, flamed out, and was sending pictures of his package to Jen Sturger. Sports person of the year went to his head. Both of them. So in well done. <laughs> so in the article from Pat Forty here, does he break down some of the things that Brett Favre did for humanity? 
Or we I just, don't know. I haven't read the Brett Favre. Uh, it, it's explained as for his perseverance and his passion. That's why he was fourth person of the year. We really, really, really oh, limboed wow. the bar in 2007. So what I'm proposing is that Deion Sanders is not actually the sports person of the year. He is because Sports Illustrated presented it. But I want to give the Levicka Theo and Stone Sports Person of the Year awards. I want to give the Levicka Theo and Stone Sports Person of the Year awards. And mine is Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Mine is Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Why, Ken? Why? You're a Dolphins fan. That's why not. Mike McDaniel has done more for the perception of leadership in the sport of football than maybe anybody ever in the history of the sport. Don't just subject it to football. Any professional sport, any competitive sport. We live in a world where it's, Sit your ass on the ground! Get up! Do that rep! Do it right! You don't listen to me? Take a seat! What does do that rap mean? Do the rep. Oh, I think you do do that rap! rap. (laughs) No, do the rep. Um, it's like, is that a voice coach? No, 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 no. A lyrical coach? In 2023, even though things have advanced past the caveman in sports, we still approach sports in a militaristic way. There's the leader, the general, right? And he barks out orders, or she barks out orders. And you better comply, or you're not going to see the field. Or you're in my doghouse. Or you might as well get your ass somewhere else and play. I make the rules around here. You are my subject. We are not to be equals or friends. That happens almost all the time still in sports. Mike McDaniel has completely changed that. This is a guy who doesn't yell. He doesn't sit in a locker room and act like he's the general. But he's found a balance between being a player's coach, which sometimes is very precarious because it's easy to get taken advantage of when you have paid professional players in a locker room. There's a certain dance you need to dance to be able to pull that off. That's why Nick Saban didn't work in the NFL because pro players don't want generals. You can't do that. But also it's easy to get overrun if you're a player's coach. He finds a balance, Mike McDaniel does, between being a friend with the players but also making them believe and inspire because he is doing things so in such an innovative manner that we in this day and age in football haven't seen. The motion, the speed, the getting guys in space, the reclamation project that was Tua, his previous coach case in point of what I'm saying about what's just sort of assumed as leadership in professional sports, especially Brian Flores wants to be a general, cosplaying as uh, someone in the Army, right? But Mike McDaniel's the complete polar opposite of that. Hey, Tua. I believe in you. Here's all the highlights of you succeeding. I want you to watch that. Forget all the nonsense, all the mistakes. That's you right there. I'm going to put you in a position to succeed. I'm going to make sure that you can run this system, and when it's your mistake, I'm going to fall on that sword all the time. Look at the last couple of weeks. Two has been a little bit interception prone. Mike McDaniel, I made the wrong call. I didn't communicate. That was me. Hard Knocks has given us the best look at Mike McDaniel right now and how he runs that locker room. Nobody will sit here and say they're inspired by a Mike McDaniel locker room speech, right? But you know what I'm inspired by? Seeing this dude on the practice field and the constant positivity. Hell, a practice squad linebacker who is acting as Max Crosby after plays, literally just putting his shoulder into Tua and acting like Crosby does, bothering quarterbacks, grabbing his jersey, hitting him in the side, elbowing him in the ribs, and Mike McDaniel running up to him and saying, brother, that's big time. That's what we need from you. A practice squad linebacker. That is the most new age way of coaching a team. And Mike McDaniel, playoffs last year, going to make the playoffs this year, likely going to win the division this year. He, to me, is the sports person of the year because he's redefined the art of head coaching in the NFL and the approach of any coach at any level of sports. He is the first one who has come out and finally been open about the fact that, hey, I'm not an Army general. I'm Mike McDaniel. And as long as you lift these dudes up, no matter how arrogant they may be, no matter the height of their superstardom, I can get them to play for me. Because they trust me, because they know I'm going to put them in a position to succeed, and I'm going to treat them with respect, and I'm going to be positive about them. 
and he wins. Mike McDaniel, my Levicka Theo and Stone sports person of the year. Hey, hey, I can dig Mike McDaniel in a spot like this so much. And in the fear of sounding corny, he's literally broken barriers. Mm-hmm. And, and both of us have been around locker rooms teams for, for quite some time. And I think we all know on staffs, there's always a few guys who are really nerdy, but they know their bleep. But think about this. In, in sports, how often do the meatballs and the old school people rip the analytics people? Of course. Right? And of so course. it's trendy to be like, oh, those nerds crunching the numbers. But Mike McDaniel takes it a step further because he is, if Dungeons and Dragons was an NFL head coach, like he is, yeah, I mean, he is the living embodiment of Dungeons brutal. and Dragons running an NFL team. <laughs> but, but we've heard stories about him in the club dancing with chicks. So I mean, don't give him the Dungeons and Dragons tag. But he's got that riz. But but you're so right. Yeah. Like these guys now have a voice, and they're now being listened to. And in the new age, as you called it, quote unquote, analytics matter, and they're used in some of these ball games. And now treating NFL players like. They're your age, and they're not your kids, and you can't treat them like children anymore. You treat them like humans, like adults. Like adults, like grown-ass men. And you see some coaches in the NFL still try to get by. Sean by McDermott. Like that, like a few of the guys. He's literally broken barriers, and I think other coaches have taken from it. Um, I think the sport of soccer sees the change, too, because they have no respect for their players. Like That's an obvious narrative. Mike McDaniel's a great one because the impact that he's had, although it might not be able to be backed by numbers, although I think there's a decent argument that you know, there was. You earned the hard knocks tag. Mm-hmm. Sole place in the AFC right now. Like, I, all these things. Mike Medino is a really, really, really good submission for a plethora of the reasons. Deion Sanders is Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. I, I, I can't see it. I, I, I can't back that. I tried to talk myself into it earlier today. It ain't happening. That's why me, on Levicka Theo and Stone, my candidate for Sports Person of the Year is Mike McDaniel. What about you? Let's give out our Sports Person of the Year. Tis the season, as they say. Sports Illustrated had Deion Sanders. I say no. Maybe you agree. You can try and make your case for Deion Sanders. Um, Me, it's Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. Stone Labanowitz in a second will give his Sports Person of the Year. The Levicka Theo and Stone Sports Person of the Year candidates. Let's go ahead, and we're going to have to dismiss Sports Illustrated. This show is dismissing the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year, and instead, it's the Levicka Theo and Stone Sports Person of the Year. Who is your Sports Person of the Year if it's not Deion Sanders? I say Mike McDaniel. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888 888- 760-3776. Social media at KLV 1063-888-760-3776. Who is your sports person of the year? And again, social media open at KLV 1063. You're experiencing foot and ankle pain. Need to see an expert in the field. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experience physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle. Join replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptishealth.net slash ortho. I disagree vehemently with Sports Illustrated naming Deion Sanders Sports Person of the Year. What a stretch. What an unbelievable stretch. I am giving the honor to Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach. What about you? Who's your personal sports person of the year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social Sporia at KLV 1063. We'll show Sports Illustrated how it's done. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka Theo and Stone, ESPN 1063. <laughs> Jar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Real quick, do we have Kirk Herbstreet? Uh, we don't need him now. I just wanted to make sure we had him. Kirk Herbstreet, uh, in my mind, disrespecting Florida State. I hate that every day now it seems like I'm going to have to go to bat for Florida State. You heathens. Yeah, once uh, 
You were in court yesterday. Almost got locked up. Well, was, I'm going to tell. Was, I have a court story, by the way. Later in the show, I'm going to tell a court story. It was, I was in court. I met Matlock. It was just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity for Theo Dorsey and myself to just take a dump and a crap all over Florida See, State and get no pushback. Yeah, it was lovely. It's because you guys take the easy way out. It's fine. Couldn't wait until uh, we're all back together on Monday. <laughs> Theo's on his bachelor party, by the way. So I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, put such trifling matters on his shoulders but I think Monday we need to have a talk, us three here on the air about Florida State if Florida State loses to Louisville then we don't need to talk I'm hammering that Louisville money line plus 120 okay cool, all day, we can bet it right now me and you what was it, Iowa Big Ten Championship game what's the what's the, the big number that has everybody shocked and awed well big numbers uh, not what we should be calling it <laughs> okay, minute number so there's team totals yeah there's team totals for first half. There's team totals in the second half. So this is points. Team totals, yep. points, first half, second half. Iowa football, one of the worst offenses in the history of college football, but they find their way in the Big Ten title game against vaunted Michigan. Big Ten title game, baby. Indianapolis. Two of the best in the conference, right? Iowa's team total in the first half, point five. <laughs> Not five, point, point five. Half, half a point. Half a point. Half right? a point. So you go over or under more so, than less than half so of a freaking if point. You're, if you're gambling on the Big Ten championship game and you're taking uh, first half points and you take Iowa at the over, one single point. Yep. <laughs> Say they were just allowed to take an extra point. That would do it for you. You would win the over. That would do it for you. That is disgusting. And I guarantee you. That's embarrassing. The handle. On that prop is going to be mighty. There are going to be a lot of bets placed on that. Probably the most bet yeah. prop of the weekend. Yeah. It's going to get ridiculous. Like I, Sometimes I, on prize picks, the best daily fantasy, they will have just as a bit of a tip of the cap to uh, those who play prize picks because yeah. it is the best daily fantasy and they are trying to make you money. They'll have like Dak Prescott. Half a passing yard. Free square. Just as like a free square, right. Uh, you know he's going to hit it, so take more than half a passing yard. Dak Prescott, there you go. That's the first of your pick three or your pick four. You're well on your way to making money on this particular day. Price Picks does that for you, and use the promo code KLV. Double your deposit up to $100 with Price Picks, the best daily fantasy. But this is Vegas, who is setting point total first half at half a point for Iowa. Listen, <laughs> we're on back-to-back-to-back weeks the Iowa Hawkeyes game, whoever they're playing, uh-huh. having the lowest point total in the NCAA since its existence. <laughs> Last week it was 25 and a half, I believe, total points between two football teams. The week before that it was 28, and the week before that I believe it was 29, and there was a hook attached. This is historic stuff. It, it deserves it deserves some pub. This is, this is impressive. You're in a Big Ten title game, and we're betting on whether or not you're going to Score a single point. Uh, you know what I say to that? Get the Big Ten out of my life. Yeah, I mean, it's only going to like grow, but yeah. I mean, Oregon, please hurry. Yeah, please hurry. Please hurry and save this awful husk of a conference, please. If if I took you hostage, put a bag over your head, and, and handed you a briefcase with $100,000 and, and held you at gunpoint, and you had to place a bet, where are you going? First half, second half. You can choose each or... That's a really weird, violent hypothetical, by the way. You Would you ma- do something like that? I mean, there's $100,000 I mean, why, why couldn't you just hand me the bag of $100,000 and say, hey, Ken, why don't you use this free money to put a bet down? I, why, do you need, why do we need the sack over my head and a, and a firearm? Because I figured that you're like, <laughs> I don't want to bet it. And I'm like, you don't have a choice but it's your money on because care. my ruger's right here you don't have a choice i i will put the money on over half a point for wow. iowa in the first half wow yeah i think they'll at least kick a field goal right it's as simple as uh what if michigan JJ, turns it over yeah at the 30 exactly. kick a field goal right goes you know? right through the receiver's hands picked whatever it is and then fine punt if they if they don't get it it's been a good run <laughs> exactly it's been a good run and stone can oddly in this hypothetical Shoot me in the temple. Uh, can we hear <laughs> our sports person of the year celebratory trumpets, please, Stone? <clears throat> Cue the band. There we go. Sports Illustrated named Deion Sanders sports person of the year after four wins on the season. Four. Count them four. Four, four wins including a 28-point meltdown against Stanford. Four wins for Deion Sanders, giving him 
Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. I say nothing to that. No, not happening. I won't accept it. I kept saying winless in the Pac-12. They won a game that was at Arizona State, right? I was, yeah, it was. That Arizona was the State. Uh, Shador Sanders point to his wrist. Yes, after it was. Arizona State. I, I, God, it was on my. I thought about it for the last five minutes when yeah, when fine. you said winless, but I was like, I don't just don't know who. But was. this is this is my point. Colorado's become so insignificant in the college football landscape. Deion Sanders so insignificant in the college football landscape. That was all the way back in August and September, right? Four and eight, one and eight in the Pac-12. That shouldn't make you sports person of the year. I don't care how many new applicants the University of Colorado has. Get rid of the bad vibes. They hear the trumpets and everything. Get us back up. My candidate for LaVica Theo in Stone, sports person of the year, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel for redefining the approach to coaching in the National Football League and all sports overall. Mike McDaniel is my candidate for sports person of the year. What about you? Do you deny that Deion Sanders should be Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year? Well, jump into our nomination process, will you? Who is your Sports Person of the Year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media, which is full, by the way, of your nominations at KLV1063. And also, happy final day of uh, November. To, uh, to all of you. Stone, uh, whenever you want to cue our, our conglomerate of trumpets once again and give your candidate for Sports Person of the Year, feel free, my friend. This one was actually pretty tough. Criteria, even the beginning of the show, some of the things that we laid out made me stay away from Travis Kelsey, right? I was going to talk about the intersection. Sports pop culture. Sports pop culture, Social right? media. Social media, Podcasting. But it was kind of what we... Yeah, podcasting a huge <laughs> part of it. Him My and his brother Jason show New Heights. Plays a lot into it. But it was kind of the things that we rang Dion for. So, got to stay off of Travis Kelsey. Oh. I wanted to go the route of Novak Djokovic. I did. I truly did. But I three, think was, three Grand Slams three this Three Grand year? Slams. His lone trip up was at Wimbledon? That was right. That, yes. Against Alcaraz? ATP Finals, he wins it. Like what he's done for Serbia, all of these things. I just don't know if the popularity is there for the sport of tennis. So off to the side goes Novak. Wow. I'm going to stay in this market down here. Sir Lionel Messi. I'm going to go Messi. Lionel Messi. I do it every time. Can I just like. It's all right. I said that Colorado was winless in the Pac 12 until the second segment, so you're fine. But like, I, I don't know if it's a white thing, but it's all I ever hear. Lionel. Is it Lionel? Lionel. I think there is a cultural there is. divide. Because I don't think I've ever nailed Lionel. Like, I don't think anybody I've ever been around has nailed Lionel. Lionel Messi. Your guy. I'll correct you, unlike you corrected but me it on is, the it is Pac-12. Messi, I think it's just as big of an impact from a social media standpoint as Dion. Because outside of this country, nobody was really tapped into Dion Sanders and the Colorado Buffalo. Hell no, but guess who they were tapped into? Messi, World Cup champion. 100%. And we In saw the calendar year 2023. <laughs> yeah. And what we saw from the social media platforms, right. Instagram, Twitter, with Inter Miami, I, I think it, Messi's just a good way to go with all of this. I, I think even if you're not a soccer fan, at some point you had to get eyes on it. You were mesmerized. The statistics, what he's been able to do. He, again, breaking barriers, getting people to come over and play in the MLS as well. It's interesting what Messi was able to do. I do hate the fall off, right? Uh, you can explain better than I can why he hasn't been around, what he's been doing. Um, I know he's played. Well, in- he was hurt, and then he's been with Argentina. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Inter-Miami's uh, season ended, but so he's in the off season now. For us soccer Joes, like, we're not, it's hard to keep up with these guys. Every time you look, there, there's a new team yeah. playing in a different tournament. Yeah, I mean, there's tournament. qualifying. There's different things going on. He was banged up. Uh, but Lionel Messi, and, and he won the World Cup in 2022, so I don't know. But that's within the last sports person of the year. Yeah. Um, Lionel Messi's a good one. World Cup champion, Argentine hero, world hero. Still, you can make the case, best player in the world. Certainly the most impactful player in the world from uh, a cultural perspective. And he brought a... a, a Irrelevant franchise, its first trophy in the history of the organization in Inter Miami. Yeah, and, uh, and he's taken over South Florida and the United States, and he's being used to elevate an entire league in this country. I think that's way more deserving than Deion Sanders. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Speaking of taking over, I think that for me is the most important piece of all of this. Travis Kelsey had a grip on us, still has a grip on us right now with the Taylor Swift stuff. 
Deion Sanders at one point had a grip on all of us. Mm -hmm. Messi had a grip on all of us. Like, I think when you look at names like Naomi Osaka, like, I don't necessarily think she had a grip on the masses the way that the Messies have and that the Deons have. So I do think Messi should have gotten the nod here. Uh, Matt messages in, seriously, what's Florida State and Louisville's record in a Big Ten schedule? Florida State would be playing for the Big Ten championship. Florida State would be playing in the Big Ten championship. There is not a single team outside of Michigan and Ohio State. Not a single team out of Michigan and Ohio State that would finish in the top five of the ACC. Period. It's not happening. Wisconsin would be sixth or seventh in the ACC. Penn State, I'll say it. They wouldn't be top five in the ACC. That's not uh-uh. true. Because every time they played a big game, you know what they would do? <laughs> Crap no, the bed. Don't do that. Big they game would, James. Don't do that. They would not be top five. They'd be top two. The, 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 the Penn State would not be top two they're a better in team the ACC. Than, no. Are you are you serious? I would argue Clemson's better than Penn State. I was gonna just use Clemson as kind of the the linear point here. They're better than Clemson. I I would put my money on a Penn State team more than I would my the Clemson team if they play each other. <clears throat> Miami on a neutral field beats Penn State. Oh yeah, baby! I don't know what that line is. It's probably Penn State minus three, three and a half. Miami on a neutral field would beat Penn State. Florida State would be in the Big Ten title game if they were in the Big Ten. Get the Big Ten out of my life until Oregon gets there. We've got Evan Cohen coming up. I just want to run that by him. Should I run the hypothetical I was going to run Mike T? Uh, can we get Tannenbaum today? Because he, he didn't have time for me on Tuesday when I wanted to run a there's, hypothetical. There's no point in running the hypothetical by Evan. He was never an NFL GM. Like Mike oh, Tannenbaum's going to have the good answer. Call. Um can we text him and just see what he's doing in the second hour? Yes. All right. Uh, who should be your sports person of the year? We'll still get to your social media. We have a lot of good ones. Uh, I say Mike McDaniel, Dolphins head coach. Uh, Stone says Lionel Messi. Sports Lino. Illustrated Lino. with Deion Sanders. Can we have the trumpets to uh, wrap this up before, Evan? There we go. LaVica Theo and Stone, sports person of the year. Sans Theo, who decided his bachelor party in Cancun was more important than being here with us. You know what? We'll survive. Evan Cohen, who you hear on Unsportsman like every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Up next, LaVica Theo and Stone. That's Stone. I'm Ken on ESPN 106.3. Just wanted to let you know Jesus loves you too, buddy. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. And also with you. Uh, can I get uh, San Lucy Battery and Tire breaking news real quick, Stone? Breaking news on ESPN 106.3 is brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. If your vehicle has issues with braking or other issues, get it fixed right, right now at St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Breaking news, J.J. Watt is a newsbreaker in the NFL. The newest newsbreaker in the NFL. On social media, J.J. Watt. Cardinals and tight end Zach Ertz mutually parting ways with Arizona decided to move forward with tight end Trey McBride. I don't know who he is. While giving Ertz the opportunity to finish out the season elsewhere, per sources, Ertz will go on waivers. My only takeaway is, wow, J.J. Watt's breaking news. Excellent. Uh, 6 to 10 a.m. every day. Here on ESPN 106.3, you hear them with uh, the Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen trio. It is Taking Over Sports Radio. It is ESPN 106.3 legend Evan Cohen with us here, as always, on ESPN 106.3. Um, how, was your, uh, how was your Thanksgiving? By the way, I think I would assume Zach Ertz to the Eagles, right? Dallas Goddard heard he played there once. They right. come back, maybe? Sure. I don't know why I care about that. Yeah, I, I care but more about the fact that J.J. Watt broke it. Like, that was really impressive by him. I mean, he did play for the Cardinals. I, mean, I know. Really, that's like, <laughs> really? Well, um, my Thanksgiving, I don't know, I had 8,000 people in my house. I got, I was, I, people got there too early and left too late. So miserable, <laughs> as always. What else is there? Uh-huh, so, I mean, I understand. If, I, I, I operate <laughs> without times. Uh-huh. I, oper- I don't right. care. You want to come over? Right. 
Most people say, hey, yeah, why don't you come by at 3? You know what I say? Why don't you come by at 3, but you're leaving by 6? Yeah. I'm giving you a hard out. Yeah. We have a commercial break in my house. That's it. Get out. I... As JoJo said, leave, get out right now. It's the end of you and me. Oh, man, JoJo. She has uh, aged well. Uh, as far as is getting there when it comes to gatherings, forget Thanksgiving, but having people over, I'm fine anytime after 10 o'clock, but I'm with you. Once you start hitting what could be termed evening hours, uh, if it gets to 5, I'm ready for everybody to just head out. Uh, I'm, I'm good after that. And I, my wife likes hosting people. I even don't like people at my home. I don't. I don't like people at my home. That's my sanctuary. I don't want people there. You could have stopped uh, b- before at my home for me. <laughs> I don't like people. Uh, I, I want no part of anyone. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, enough. Enough. Hey, do like, you... I had a... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Christina, Tina from the home team, stayed yeah. at my house. She's wonderful. She was at my house for three days or whatever. Yeah, but you know what? When I say stayed at my house, I mean, all right, cool. You have the kids. I'm out. Goodbye. I right. stayed at my I Literally, she was upstairs. I was downstairs. That was it. That was it. I, mean, I don't even think I spoke to her. Oh, my God. I need to take advantage of that. I had no idea that that was a thing she's willing to do. Uh, Tina, Tina, if you're here, uh, make sure you're available during the commercial break, okay? We need to talk about babysitting opportunities. Uh, Evan Cohen with us here. Again, you hear him on Sportsman like Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, and Evan every day, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. I mean, and Greeny. I mean, you can't forget Greeny. Oh, yeah, and and he's every day. Wait, how? uh, Greeny had had, uh, COVID, I think he announced on social media. How much longer are you going to be in the Greeny seat? You've been doing a very, very good job. Did they kick Hembo off the show, though, for being? Uh, too agreeable with you because I noticed Monday you and him were on and he was agreeing with everything and then he wasn't there anymore after that. What what's that dynamic? Tell me you don't listen to ESPN 106.3 without telling me you don't listen to ESPN 106.3 because before you were on, Emma and I just fought for two hours. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I was busy. But I did. Uh, clearly, clearly Stone did because at least Stone brings it up. My God. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't kick Hembo out. He's been great. He's funny. You know, nobody's going to care about this reference, Ken, so I'm just doing it for you, okay. but whatever. He, he's my G. He reminds me so much of my G. It's unbelievable. Like, he's literally... Okay, I mean, look, we had, we had a great teammate at ESPN 106.3 who was, like, smarter than everybody, yes. knew numbers better than everybody, and it's like you could never actually have a conversation because he's just too smart. That's what Hembo is. Yeah, and, and like, neurotic. Uh, refreshingly neurotic, but like got things done. But like, that's a great comparison, actually. Hey, you want to play a sports person of the year since Sports Illustrated blew it? Yeah, I have a good answer, I think. Hold on. We need to get you the uh, uh, trumpet uh, award music here. There we go. So we've um, we've gotten rid of Deion Sanders just to catch you up with what we're doing. No Deion Sanders. Four and eight, one and eight in the Pac-12, which I said for the first 20 minutes, Evan, uh, they were winless in the Pac-12. So I got ombudsman on that. Uh, point stands. Not good enough, okay? Uh, I say Mike McDaniel because he has changed what is now uh, acceptable, the militaristic style of coaching. Mike McDaniel's broken the mold, a new age of head coaching, not only in the NFL, but professional sports on and off the field. He's my sports person of the year. And Stone said Lionel, not Lionel, Lionel Messi is his LaVica Theo and Stone sports person of the year. Who is Evan Cohen going with? Okay, one thing. Your Mike McDaniel answer is actually horrible. I'm going to tell you why. Hey, because hey, I said it? No, it has nothing to do with you said it. I'm not like everything I say is wrong because <laughs> I say it. I, I, the reason that I think it's terrible is you're a year too soon. The whole point of Mike McDaniel, if he's changing the way things are, there needs to be more people. It's, it can't just be him. He's one of one in the NFL. There is nobody else like him. So he actually hasn't changed anything. And in fact, with Deion Sanders, I think he's a great sports person of the year. In 2022, when he was at Jackson State, not at Colorado. Colorado like What he did at Jackson State, going to Jackson State, bringing the money to the school, the value to the school, the raising awareness of HBCUs, both on and off the field academically and athletically, was awesome. That's when you should have given it to him. So my answer for Sports Person of the Year, and it's not just one, it's a plethora of people, and I said it today on Unsportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m., right here on ESPN 1063. I would have given it to the combination of Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, mm. Becky Hammond, the Las Vegas Aces, Brittany Griner. I would have given it, and I would have given it to uh, Sue Bird in her retirement year. The raise 
the, the, the unbelievable buzz and the raise of awareness, raising of awareness around women's basketball yeah. in 2023 was phenomenal. And you probably had five to ten people you could have put on the cover of Sports or whatever Sports Illustrated is because everybody's making the Allen Iverson should have won Sportsman of the Year because it would be AI with uh-huh. them. Right. But, um, <laughs> well done. I, I think it should be a plethora of people that have contributed to the unbelievable pop around women's basketball in 2023. I think that's pretty good. Now, um, your girl Kim Mulkey could have got some love too. Oh yeah, Kim, Kim Mulkey. Uh, she, I'll, I'll, pass, a, I'll pass on her. <laughs> her I'll pass on. Oh, that she'd be woman. On, you know what, Ken? Ken, she'd be on page 45, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, well done. Evan is uh, is on. Uh, so, uh, now, sports people, that's good. And I agree with you. Women's basketball has never been more popular. That said, this is sports person of the year. And I know it's been given to multiple people before. But could we at least just just whittle it down to one? One person, sports person of the year? So who would it be then? Uh, I think it would be Caitlin. Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond won a championship. She's crossed over with an assistant in the NBA. She played college. Like, is, is she the I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go that route. It's either, it's either Caitlin she's Clark going. or Angel Reese. Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark are like the faces of college basketball. To me, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, don't you feel like there's more of a story there and an accomplishment there than Dion this year? Yo, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, Dion, and they tried to make the case that, oh, uh, 80.6%. Dion's not even the most deserving person in his own state. Jokic is more deserving. No, no doubt. I completely agree with that. I mean, Dion, if there was social media impact of the year, I mean, Dion's probably winning that. And I'm totally fine with that. And what he's done for Colorado, making it a blip on the sports radar, great. But you can't not be good on the field and then still get sports person of the year. I looked through the previous sports people or persons of the year and everybody won. Everybody won. In 2007, by the way, this didn't age well. The sports person of the year was uh, Brett Favre, who had perseverance and passion. That was why he won the award in 2007, bringing the Packers to the NFC title game. And then months later, he was uh, sending pictures of his, uh, his stuff to uh, Jen Sturger. Not great. Yeah. What about, um, I mean, my version of this, so somebody that should be honored, great story, great inspiration. What about Udonis Haslam? That's who I would give it to. I don't know that Sports well, Illustrated was going to, but, but I'd love to give it to UD. I mean, Evan, that speaks to South Florida Sports Person of the Year, which I think is a discussion in and of itself. You've got Jimmy. You've got Spo. You've got Dusty May. You've got Paul Maurice or Matthew Kachuk. Uh, you could even say Skip Schumacher oh. or Kim Ng. Uh, if you like to, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're, uh, the Panthers, the Florida Panthers are a thing now, Evan. Um, so I, I mean, UD's up there. I would say Dusty May is the South Florida sports person of the year though. Oh yeah. No, yeah, no bias there at all. None, none whatsoever. All I'm saying is that he raised he, or Jim Laranega could be in this conversation, but right. he raised his program's profile from nothing to something in a much more dramatic fashion than any other of these entities we're discussing here in South Florida. Is that not wrong? Yeah, I know. I'm fine, I'm fine with Dusty as a nominee, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I, I think there needs to be a story around it, and I didn't realize the direct tie to winning like you just brought up. So that's something of interest also, because then Dion really doesn't deserve it. But then what, so your parameters sound like a sports person or people of the year. You're you're looking mostly, you're putting most stock in effect they have had, A, on their sport, or societally, people around them. Uh, it, it seems like... No, I think, here, Ken, here's what I would say. I think let's combine ours together, right? So yours, yours brings up a little bit of history, Right of like the research I'm saying you researched it. You said okay, every one of these has a connection, a direct connection to winning. And when I think of sports person of the year, I think a story to be told around their winning. So then, okay. yeah, Angel Reese or Caitlin Clark make a lot more sense than Deion Sanders. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people and a lot of different. And in South Florida, it's South Florida. The two you brought, Dusty May. Yeah, never before nobody would think FAU would be in the Final Four. And Udonis Haslam, an undrafted free agent playing 20 years and retiring in the NBA, getting a job within the organization and still raising millions of dollars for charity and, and running multiple businesses and somehow being a vice president of a team and still practicing with them, which is unbelievable. 
Uh, real quick, we're going to have Mike T on. Like, this wasn't scheduled. I just, Wednesday, I wanted to, uh, or Tuesday, I wanted to run a hypothetical, uh, a Jets hypothetical by him, and he wasn't available for like two minutes. So we're just going to have him, uh, we're going to call him here in a couple of minutes just so I can run this hypothetical by him. But I figured I'd workshop it with you first here. Here's my hypothetical, Evan, uh, that Robert Sala is starting Tim Boyle for a second straight week. Aaron Rodgers, guy. And uh, publicly calling out Alan Lazard, saying that they're trying to get out of his contract uh, because he's trying to distance himself from Joe Douglas, who made all these concessions to Aaron Rodgers, knowing that Joe Douglas could be on his way out. How do, uh, what do you think of that hypothetical? You've been wrong about a lot of things in your life. Add this to the list. Thank you. I don't. I mean, you couldn't be more wrong on this. Are you? Are you kidding? Me? Are you kidding me? You think that? No. You think that that Robert I think, Sala, that, I think that the pathetic nature of that franchise is they're all lines. They're all one, and they're all going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> this is phenomenal. And your team is gonna. And your team is gonna kick their ass this year and next year. Oh man, that is funny. So they're just one. One I'm, big conglomerate. I'll leave you with this. Uh-huh. I have a very every every week. Mike T and I sitting there at a coffee machine having conversations. Every day, or every few days, at the coffee machine, <laughs> having the conversation. And now, I'm not kidding, it's in like one of those automatic coffee machines where you press the button. Yeah. Twice in the last week, I don't know that he's seen this, but twice in the last week, I put the cup down and I missed. The coffee missed the cup. I, did, I literally pressed the button and I did not align the cup with the coffee. So wait, this isn't a Keurig machine, though. This is like a, just a, a coffee it's machine. Yeah, but it's one of those types of things. And they just press a button and yeah. How is that possible? Are you in conversation? You're not paying attention? Uh, Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I'm a moron. Uh, we have an issue around here, too. We we have our Keurig machine that for weeks and weeks and weeks, we had no uh, K-Cups, and it was frustrating. We got them in to the office. We even set up the Keurig machine with its own microphone the day we got coffee back so that we could listen to it brewing while we were doing the show. But now we don't have any creamer. Uh, so now we're drinking black coffee, or you put some sugar in it around here, and it's become a big controversy because we're asking, hey, can we get some creamer around here? And we're being told, like, hey, we're moving. There's no need to buy all this stuff right now. Uh, morale is low here at ESPN <laughs> West Palm right now, Evan. Well, usually morale is based on your leaders and people in charge of different things and the people that are most prominent, and like including hosts. Oh, I, th- I, was, I, I thought I was going to say, well, thank God I'm not a leader around here. <laughs> I don't have a management yeah, no, position. No, but you are. Uh, I was always told the radio station reflects those who are on the air. You're <laughs> on the air. <laughs> please, some creamer, please. Uh, Evan, we'll talk to you next we week. Are, we are lacking creamer because Ken Levicka is not rallying the troops, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Blame Ken 2024, my new campaign slogan. Yeah, go spill some more coffee. We'll talk to you next week, all right? Bye. Later. That's Evan Cohen, 6 to 10 a.m. every single week here on ESPN 106.3. We'll continue to take your sports person of the year. I'll run through a hypothetical uh, with Mike Tannenbaum, former Jets GM as well. And I have a story from court yesterday. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka, Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.